This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Well, hey, everyone, this is Eric Nordoff, and you're listening to the Courage Cast. I am on the Skype phone with my buddy, Matt Fine. Welcome, Matt. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Is the Skype phone like that phone? Is it, it kind of the same thing? It's all, it's exactly the same thing. <laughs> it's it's pretty amazing what I can what the capabilities, the p- kind of people I get on this Skype phone are, you know, only the top level. Oh, I'm sure. I have no doubt. Yeah, that's why you're on the phone with me today, Matt. Um, so Matt Fine, it, I met Matt as a just a, a, a wee lad intern. Uh, was it maybe 10 years ago? It was probably 10 years ago, maybe 11, 10 or 11 years ago. 10 or 11 years ago at um, a salon. You were just, you were just, uh, I, I guess you were an apprentice, right? Is that what it was? I, yeah, I was just starting to see people. You go through kind of an apprentice situation and then you start uh, seeing guests. I yeah. Think. So uh, we're not that far apart in age, I don't think. I don't. How old are you? <coughs> I'm 36. Actually. Okay, okay. So you're nine years younger than me. So, um, so anyway, I guess we are kind of far apart in age. But <laughs> <laughs> I like I like to keep myself young. Um, but uh, so we we just instantly connect. Uh, you you do you do at, at the time you were. Uh, just getting your your hair hairstyling um uh in your salon business going i mean your own personal um clientele absolutely it takes uh in that industry not a lot of people i think know but it does take a couple of years for you to really build uh, a business that's justifying and like being self-sustaining mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. so it takes a while and i was in the at the beginning stages of that time yeah. frame for me yeah. So this is here in Franklin, Tennessee. So we, we instantly connected. Um, you spent when you're, when you're getting your hair done. And of course, I, you know, I have very, very, uh, unique hair. I like to look good. And, uh, and Matt was making me look really good. Um, uh, but it takes a long time. And so, um, uh, we ended up. T- it should or can take a long time, I guess, right? <laughs> but it's certainly a fun time. It's a fun time. It's a fun time. Yeah. So we were just, we just would hang out every, every month and we'd talk about um, business ideas. Uh, we have a lot of entrepreneurial um, things in common, right? And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think we would, we would, I found myself being highly encouraged and hopefully offering some of that encouragement as well as you were growing different things of your own as well at the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, right. It was super fun. I think we were the banter uh, was was high energy and uh, and I, I I certainly walked away with with feeling inspired from it, which was fun. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, good. We'd always compare books, things we were reading, um, scripture, things that that were was impacting us just in life, things that guys go through. Um, we, we had all that in common. So it was, it was always one of my favorite things to look forward to. And then you ventured out pretty quickly, I think, to start your own salon. So tell me about that. Yeah, I was about three years into my career. My mom was a hairdresser and, uh, I didn't really think I wanted to be in, in owner, uh, or, you know, get into the business side of things. I thought I just wanted to go to work and come home. And it turns out that that's just not the way my, 
my DNA is set up. So I, I uh, went and kind of did did my own thing. Had an opportunity come up and launched into you know running a business uh, that was six almost six and a half years ago now, and mm-hmm. it's been a you know whirlwind of events as any business uh, owner knows and. It's a lot of energy and effort to uh, to run a company and and manage people and uh, and keep things moving in the right direction. But I love it and uh, it's been a blast. Uh, now, just for the listeners, I'll just say that uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Matt's background, but then we're going to talk about how that relates to his current situation that kind of came unexpectedly. And this, this is a kind of a story of unexpected circumstances that you don't plan for, um, and also provision. So if you're experiencing um, something right now that you were not expecting, a circumstance, um, or you're, you have a, a strong need for, to, to see God's provision in all of the situations that you're, that you're in, this is going to be the conversation for you. So uh, we're going to talk also a little bit about business and entrepreneurship. So uh, those of you that are, that are just tuning in and and just joining in, you're probably wondering, why are we talking about this stuff? I just kind of wanted to give you a little preview about what we're going to get into, but back to this. So you, you started this, um, this salon with a bunch of partners, right? Or, or was it just you and uh, one or how did, just curious. Yeah, no. So my my a business mentor of mine and a, a good friend brought up the opportunity to me, which kind of pulled me out of my comfort zone a bit, and uh, and that's what made me, you know, his kind of his saying, "Hey, I think this is a cool opportunity. We should do this together." And we got a large group of individuals together uh, to raise the capital to go ahead and and you know lay the groundwork for for the location and, and build the walls and all that stuff. Wow. So there was several people involved, and uh, you know even. Even in that type of orchestration, when you're doing business and leadership with that many people involved, there's so many lessons to be learned through uh, through how to work with different different types of personalities and you know high dominant and passive people and all that. Uh, but the, the opportunity presented itself, and I felt like it was a no brainer to to go for it. Um, being surrounded by people that I trusted and I knew cared about me and, and my success. Yeah. So uh, we went for it, and it was. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been awesome, and I I love it. Uh, uh, probably. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, boss. Uh, I was um yeah. So your wife was was involved in it in sense of supporting, very supportive. Um, in the in the background, I guess I don't know how involved she is, but you also have two young girls. Um, and you, I think, were they both born when you started or not? They were. In fact, I think the same month that we opened, we we actually actually built a house, closed on the house, left my previous business, opened our first bu- oh, opened our first business all within the first like moment of, of finding out we were pregnant with our with our last one. So by the mm. time we actually opened the doors, she was being born as well. So it's amazing. It's a really crazy crazy mm. crazy year. Um but yeah, our, our goal was to try to um, keep our costs low to where she could be a stay-at-home mom and raise the kids. And, and it was scary for her to be like, yeah, totally. I Let's go start a business, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we had to walk through that and what it looked like. And I think she's uh, since uh, really gotten on board and, and been uh, been willing to support me in ways that um, that were challenging for her at first and, and to be 
you know, to be fair, I can see where she's coming from. It's a scary thing to venture out on a new, a new concept, but I feel like you have to, when opportunity strikes, you have to go for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, and you were doing a bunch of other things at that time. I remember you, I, um, you were doing t-shirts, right? Man, I did anything and everything that could raise a dollar. So basically I moved to Nashville to play music. And so any musician in a city like Nashville has to be creative enough to make income from other places because you're not making a ton of it all the time when you're just a playing drummer out in the city. Right. Um, so yeah, I was printing t-shirts at the time. I, I was delivering pizzas while going through hair school. Um, I would, I would literally do whatever it took to, to pay our bills. And, uh, you're you making, know, uh, I, I mean, business cards. I was. I had a print source company. I had. I literally did anything and everything possible. <laughs> I always thought as like, uh, you know, if you could have four or five concepts that could make like ten grand each, okay, mm-hmm. or fifteen grand each, okay, eighteen grand, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If you could grow those handful of concepts, mm-hmm. then yay, we don't have to have one knock it out of the park. I could have like seven do okay. Right. And it was a strategy that found over time, uh, and we talked about this a lot of times, would actually um, bring more fatigue than it did success. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so through having, you know, seven different arms of of income or you were doing that, I was doing that based out of fear, really. Yeah. It was based out of fear of commitment for one thing and based out of fear of, uh, of no, you know, not sure where the money was coming from. So I'll just throw a bunch of balls in the air mm-hmm. and see how many I could juggle. And, 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 you know, I think through the maturation process, you find out like, man, the the power of focus and commitment to uh, to a craft and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. um, definitely a lot of lessons learned, brother. A lot of lessons learned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I love that. Um, people should also know, because you're just, li- people are listening. Matt has uh, probably the most tattoos of anybody I know uh, all over his body. Um, what's the most uh, latest tattoo you've got? Man, I, you know, you get tattooed whenever you don't have kids and you're playing music for a living. And then when you have kids and you have businesses, you find that you don't have a lot of extra discrepancy funds for uh, <laughs> for tattoos. So I haven't been tattooed in like uh, two years. My last one really, my, my knuckles were the last things. Yeah, to what get. do those say? What do those say? Fine. So my last name is Fine, and that that uh, is really significant to uh, my family unit. That's my my core team. So uh-huh. kind of me what I'm working so hard for, you know? Wow. That's amazing. Team fine. I mean, you, you don't miss knuckles. You don't miss your hands. So I, I see I, it all the time. <laughs> that was, that was one of, that was a scary moment when a hand, a hand tattoos for life. And so you really got to be committed to uh, not selling insurance whenever you get your knuckles tattooed. Uh, <laughs> so, and, and you know, the, the awesome part about my tattoos too, I think is, you know, at this point, in my life, I don't even think about it much anymore, but it's really fun to, uh, I love where work in a very conservative, uh, but amazing community in Franklin. And, uh, you know, it's awesome to talk to, I mean, I've got a guest that's like 82 years old and she like loves me mm-hmm. and it's awesome to see those like maybe barriers kind of get broken down over the course of, of the long haul, just by me being me and being honest and her being her and being honest. And no matter, you know, just see, seeing uh, communication and time break down co- fear or concern or skepticism or, yeah. or that, that, you know, starts at the very beginning of a relationship. So, yeah, that's good. Um, so you, you started this one salon and then you had, um, then Im- pretty quickly you moved on and started a second one yeah. and now you have a, a third one, right? Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, tell tell me about those two and what you learned from those two experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Um, about three years after opening the first location, we decided we'd do a second location. Um, the opportunity opened it up at this really great area that meant a lot to me. So we just felt like we needed to, to move forward on it. Did the second location, learned an awful lot about um, truly trust, developing a team that you truly trust. You know, um, you, uh, I, I tend to, and maybe some listeners can identify with this, but you say yes to so many little things as you're walking through life. I always like think about walking, like going on a hike to get camping, like say you're camping, right? Mm-hmm. And you go to get firewood. And so you're walking and you take this walk and you're gathering these little sticks that you said yes to. And now you're half a mile in the woods and your hands are full and you can barely carry anything anymore. And now you realize I got to walk half a mile back with, with these commitments that I said yes to. And, um, so, uh, what I learned through the course of doing more and more businesses is that you really have to create a team that you can delegate responsibility to. And, and you have to do that to people that you trust. You fully have to trust people. And trust is not easy. But when you can uh, when you can say no to certain things and allow other people to say yes, I think it creates opportunities for growth. Mm. So we opened our second location. Wait a uh, second. But- you said no, say no Ooh. to this opportunity. You say no, but it gives other people an opportunity to say yes to an opportunity that's good for them. No doubt. I like yeah. that. That's a yeah. That's a good lesson. That's a big. That's a knowledge bomb. We call it in the industry. It's a boom. Yeah. Yep. Little chunk of chunk of wisdom. I um and I only learned that through the hardships. So uh, so yeah, it's uh, you really get to see the most out of other people whenever you give them the opportunity to be the people that they are made to be. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Um, so we had a second location and um things were were going pretty good. You know, building a team uh can take time. So we we took about a year and a half, two years to really, uh, to make our team when it needed to be there. And now that business is doing great. Um, then we decided to open up a barbershop and this one kind of has a little bit of a twist to it. We have a, a full, a men's like full bar barbershop. So guys can get a, grab a, grab a beer or a cocktail or whatever. And if you don't drink, no worries. You can no, still no, no one will be offended. We have a lot of, uh, uh, whiskey drinkers and bourbon drinkers that listen to our podcast. So, so you, have, and you have sinners that listen. We to have podcast. sinners saved by <laughs> grace. Exactly. No, it's a really cool. It's a, just like a man cave, basically. Something I like, love the blockhouse. It's got a good vibe. It's got a good, uh, blockhouse, Nashville.com shameless promotion. Yeah. You um, got it. You still haven't shaved my back though. My back hair needs to be well, shaved. <laughs> I'm gonna, do we need to talk about delegation at this point? <laughs> Is there? A, can you start a location that does more of the you know men's b- body hair problems? <laughs> anyway, in your back hair, boss. Right. <laughs> You're only going so far down the neck until you're so comfortable, far. right? Only so far. Yeah, that's um, good. So yeah, it's been it, that's been such a blast to uh, to do, and and it's I don't know, it's just been super fun. It's got a, a really special and unique quality to it. And I'm super proud of that. Of yeah. That space. Yeah. So that's kind of where you are, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. anything in terms of businesses that you've got coming up that you're, but anyway, maybe we should now dive into, uh, what happened to you, what you've been struggling with and what sort of this, uh, unforeseen circumstance that you're in right now. Yeah. So, um, I am nine days removed from my second back surgery. Uh, and I'm 36 years old. You don't think that you're going to be crossing those roads at this age. Um, you know, you kind of feel like you should be in your prime and, um, so it's been a sobering several weeks for me, to be honest. Um, 
I, uh, you, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little guy with a little frame. I've spent most of my life prove, trying to set out to prove to myself and others uh, looking into my life that I can do it. Uh, that's kind of been just, it's kind of who I am. I'm a driver personality and, and we tend to do that anyway. And I feel like I try to do that with even more gusto just to prove it to myself and others. Um, and, and whenever you can't walk and you have to have your wife, um, help pick you like physically pick you up and sustain your ability to stand. Um, it's super sobering, you know, it's humbling. It's, um, it's super challenging. So, just kind of going through that season of having to say no when I have been, I'm a yes man, you know, I'm a yes guy. Uh, and I, I like to work very hard and I find a lot of, um, uh, I find, I find a lot of value in, in working. Mm -hmm. And so whenever that's taken away from you, you really, um, start feeling grateful for the things that you can take. So for granted, you know, I mean, when you can't, I mean, literally like I couldn't put on my socks. I couldn't pull down my pants to go to the bathroom. It was mm. a shocking place to be at my age um, or at any age, really. It just, I think through the process, I've really learned how to be, like I thought I knew the meaning of the word compassion mm. um, until you go through a season like that where you're just in pain. I mean, my body was contorted, my muscles and about 15 minutes of me standing up and I couldn't stand up straight. Physically, my shoulders were probably leaning six inches to the to my left, and and all day long, my back muscles were trying to pull my body back, but it wouldn't go as a result of the inflammation in my body, and, and I was contorted, and and it physically hurt for weeks and weeks at a time. And um, so, you, until you go through a season like that, I think it's hard to to truly get what compassion looks like. Mm. Uh, I thought I knew previous to this, but now I'm like, when I hear somebody in chronic pain, it's, you really have a whole new perspective for, for what they're going through. And, and, and when you're out of it, a whole new lease on life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's crazy. So you're, you're, you basically have been having back issues for a while. You knew this yeah. was the problem. So you had your first back surgery, what, a couple of years ago? Uh yeah, 15 or 18 months ago. And mm -hmm. I, you know, woke up from the table in the first surgery out of, you know, out of surgery, woke up and immediately knew I was better, which was awesome. And mm -hmm. I had this experience this time. Um, but you'd, you'd hope that the distance in between those two moments would be greater, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so when it came this time, I think, um, I think it hit me way harder. The pain was way more dramatic and, and it, hit me harder because I, I knew it was such a small distance in between those two moments. And so then you're like, you know, you're mentally at the drawing board, like saying, how am I going to supply the need for my family? How am I going to take care uh, financially of my portion of, of, you know, of mm -hmm. my responsibility inside this unit? Mm -hmm. uh, and then you, you're also, you know, asking, pleading with God and, and saying like, you know, heal me as fast as possible. And, help me get back to what I, what I know I'm supposed to be doing. And, and you're not sure what that's going to look like, you yeah. know, it's all these moments of like, uh, of a lot of inner reflection and, and fear, to be honest, I think fear gets a, a, a bad rap a lot of times. And sometimes uh, fear can be a great motivator to, to maybe change the way you do things sometimes. Mm -hmm. So and, tell me, so tell me, um, 
when you got out of the surgery and you, you started feeling that fear and anxiety and um, helplessness, um, what, uh, as a doer, what did you do? Um, and what did you, did you, or did you have a, um, and I don't know this because I haven't had a chance to talk with you, but did you, did you have a, a sense of a deeper understanding of why you were going through what you're going through? A great question. I, um, I couldn't do, which was challenging for our doer. Um, that was the hardest part is that I am a doer and I couldn't do. Um, so I had, it was like almost like a forced sabbatical. Like I had to sit in it. And as a doer, a lot of times you don't really give the credit to that quiet, slow space. Uh, you, you rarely create that moment in your life. Um, and so this was almost like a forced reckoning with that to say, how can you make this quiet space be good for you, good for your family, good for your businesses, good for your, you know, spiritual man. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting. I'm actually going through some life coaching and, and we were halfway through the life coaching whenever my back went out. Mm. And, um, so in some of this quiet space, I've, there's been plenty of like reflective moments and, Again, like going back to what we said earlier about letting – like when there's an opportunity, you see people rise to the top and, and you see God's provision um, through circumstances and through people. And um, you know, when, when a hairdresser doesn't work, a hairdresser doesn't get paid. Right. You know, I'm an owner and so there's, every now and then there's some, there's some residual leftovers. Um, but more often than not, like we're, we're getting paid based off of our effort. And I was scared, super scared. And I saw um, God's provision in in ways that I just blew me away. You know, um, I mean, cl- clients, coworkers um, came came to my. I mean, I got I got a check. Somebody sent me a check for a thousand dollars. Wow! Just because they knew I wasn't getting paid, which was amazing. Hmm. It was amazing. Um, we we had been working on doing a, a flip house in Nashville with some, some family members and the closing happened so quickly that I was able to pay for our surgery out of pocket and wow. cover a majority of the time lost. And, and it's just, it's mind boggling and it actually destroys the fear. Um, knowing that, that our creator has our back when we need, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, no we pun know- intended, right? <laughs> true. That's good. Uh, it's in the text, man. It's there. We've seen it play out, but we're off. If we're often, we need to be reminded of it. And, um, it's it was, one thing to hear it. It's another thing to experience it, experience it. Cause you hear the stories and you don't, I mean, for me, I'm the guy that goes, Oh yeah, yeah. That, Oh man, that's so good that people got taken care of, but no one's going to have to take care of me. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I think of. And just to go through these seasons and to know that, my family wasn't in danger and that we were taken care of and provided for and that I was able to, I think, grow um, intellectually. I mean, I've actually been able to read some books that I think have been good for me. Which ones? Uh, man, I'm reading Fierce Conversations, uh, which is fantastic. I'm reading uh, Elon Musk's uh, – it's not for the faint of heart, but it's been – I've been really fueled by his uh, aggressive nature of going for his dreams it's been uh, Elon been Musk, good- of course. If anybody's listening, is the creator of Tesla. That's correct. And uh, isn't he also behind the whole space program? The SpaceX, yeah, yeah. 
some of the stories of him deciding to build his own rockets instead of <laughs> buying them from the Russians. It's like, I mean, this guy, uh, what's, what's the book called? Uh, I think it's just called Elon Musk. Okay. Yeah. But it's like it's, a biography of him. Or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it, it really, I mean, tons of, tons of cuss words or whatever, but you, man, if you're a driver, you see this guy is, is either, is either nuts or brilliant or both. Um, right. but he, man, he goes for it. Um, some, I read that, um, and I'm about to read uh, Deep Work. I forget the author's name. Um, Calvin Porter, maybe? Mm-hmm. If that's not right. Have and, you read I, Chasing the Lion? I have not. Uh, Mark Batterson. That's a book I'm going through. I'm about to start a series um, on the courageous community about chasing the lion. It's uh, it's another one of those like going for it. It's ironic. You have to be quiet and still to read books of, that motivate you to, to be a better doer. Absolutely. You know what? I have a, I, I have a, a friend who has always told me, he says, take a two week sabbatical at the end of the year. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I have to work. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take two weeks off and not go on vacation. I have to, you only take time off whenever you're doing something special. Right. Right. And, and I, and what I am finally realizing is that I am doing something special, like by prep preparing, like having actually designated time to prepare for my year mm-hmm. and to prepare for what's next and to brainstorm. I can't, I mean, I just feel so uh, inspired and encouraged through coming out of the season. Um, numerous ideas have come to me through the process and, and again, just being blown away by, by God's grace and, and, and provision. His, his provision. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, did you, um, can are there some things that you can share in terms of ideas or in terms of thoughts about you and um, uh, just ways that you're you've changed in these last ten days uh, since you had the surgery and, and you know what God's been teaching you and how that's going to change the way you take yourself and your businesses and your family in the future. Yeah, um, I think my I try to put a life word over my year and um and yeah, also what was your word this year um my word was hyper focus i actually yes i cheated and i used a, a hyphenated word <laughs> uh, that was so funny because you're you're hyper focus <laughs> i loved because you write like a blog every every quarter like once a once a quarter you write a blog post yeah, twice a year twice like a year that. but but this one was good because you you sent um a ted tedx video with it where a guy talked about uh, social media and your phones being a distraction. Yeah. Actually, that was the author of Deep Work. Oh, uh, okay. I going to read that book. Uh, yeah. So I, I've kind of said no to social media this year. Um, just so, again, say no to the things that you could say yes. So you can say yes to the things that you're supposed to say yes to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, you know, I feel like I, I've stopped watching as much news and I've, I've turned off Facebook. I actually t- completely deleted my account. Um, and just spending way less time on social media. I'm going to spend way more time with my family this year. Uh, I'm going to spend way more time educating, uh, through our, through our network of businesses and, uh, just, just being focused instead of being scattered, you know, mm-hmm. I think, so that was my year, my, my word for the year, my word for my entire life. If I had to say like, I had one word for my life was, is encourage. Uh, that was like a, I think that's where I think you and I probably hit it off in, in such a great fashion is, is I feel like my entire 
life goal is to encourage the people that are around me, no matter who they are or what walk of life they are or what you know side of the the aisle they they lie on mm-hmm. from a physical standpoint or faith standpoint. Um, I just want to be an encourager of people, and and you can't do that whenever you're rushing around worried about everything. And so I think the biggest takeaway from this season is that I don't have to fear. Like I legitimately don't have to be a fearful uh, because provision will come. Mm-hmm. And um, have you, you, your, your wife is uh, a songwriter, Eric, and you mm-hmm. are too. Um, if you make, if you make a record, you go in to record a record and you're making a record to try to sell records or you make a record to just be creative you're going to make two different records. Totally. You know, yep. process is going to be totally different. Um, and I would say generally you can tell from a, from a couple of listens, which, which Avenue the artist went down mm-hmm. and I've done both of those avenues, even as a, as a musician. Um, and I know that the best things that I've ever created have been in the moments where I wasn't trying to do it based on fear of lack of sales mm. or fear of sales or whatever, or fear uh, of impressing someone or sure. needing approval. A hundred percent. Whenever, whenever you're just creating for the sake of the creative process, you tend to have art that is way more beautiful. And, and so I'm, I'm going to be way more creative with our team this year. And I'm going to be create more creative with my family and my, um, just the experiences I try to create for them. Uh, and I think as a result, I think the, the the roots of that decision are going to be a little bit more um, inspiring and and probably more encouraging to the the people inside my units. You know, mm. uh, I'm excited about that. Well, what I like about it is that just like you were forced to create space to have this creative space, just like with taking that songwriting or the the album making analogy, you were. When you're when you're making an album for the sake of being creative and and expressing yourself exactly the way that you're made, uniquely gifted, in the way that you would like to, regardless of the audience, regardless of who you need approval of. In other words, you're already approved, so you're just going to make something that that's approving yeah. to you and to what you believe you're called to make. Um, you, you're going to make great art, and in the same way, you're you're creating space. So I see you creating space for your 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 teams to let them uh, you you for some reason I'm just seeing this open space that each person now has to breathe open space to be creative like you're you're widening the boundaries you're you're growing the 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 bubble for them to just have the freedom to just be who they are in their expertise, you believe in them, you know, they have the expertise to do what it is they're supposed to do in their business roles. Sure. But but now you're you're doing that, you're giving more freedom in, in essence, the same for your family, your, your marriage. And I, I was gonna say, what about to the listener who, you know, maybe doesn't feel like they have a creative outlet? It's not really about that. Like, you can create your child's lunch in the most creative and thoughtful way or write them a beautiful note that impacts their day. You can do your sales job with the same creativity. I've got a, a guy I know that, uh, that writes books and, and when you think about, he, he writes nonfiction, what a lot of people would call boring books, right? Mm-hmm. 
what's crazy is he takes these thoughts, puts them down on paper, and is able to have a very successful career by selling these books, which I would argue is as creative as someone painting beautiful art or sculpting or yeah. whatever. So it's not really about whether you make records or not. It's, it's really about um, – I mean if you believe in being created and, and you, you subscribe to that philosophy, um, it, we are – we naturally produce, create, we, we naturally have creativity in, in us, boiling over in us or hidden deep inside of right. us. And it can come out in any and every uh, avenue in our lives. Yeah. And it's really from, from making music to making lunches. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what, what the culture values absolutely. above other things. Uh, it's that it's the, you were created with a certain gifting and a certain talent. And when you're ca- walking out that talent, when you're walking out that gifting, you are living out your purpose. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what you do. Man, I have a, I, a friend of mine's a stay at home mom and she has these, um, these little metal, uh, the reason why I keep bringing up making lunches, she has these metal <laughs> contraptions she bought and she like will make the, the zucchini into shapes and put them in these little pockets. And, and so when a, her, her kids open her, their lunch and it looks like, like a space capsule opening up and these, and it's like, man, they're probably eating the best lunch and the coolest looking lunch. And what, and that is creativity. And that is uh, bringing joy to like an entire table of kids. That's awesome. Those yeah. are good things that often doesn't find uh, uh, accolades in our life, right? Yeah. No, it's true. It, it's uh, Again, it's also not about what, what accolades you're achieving. If your standard is based on that, then you're, you're missing the boat. Absolutely. Um, good stuff. And time is short. You also learned that lesson. That uh, at any moment, this can be taken away from you and to just embrace life more fiercely, right? A hundred percent. I can get pretty emotional in thinking about that because you, we got one, you, know, you know you have this day and that's all you got, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't know what tomorrow brings. Um, but we know, we know we're called to, to be our best and, and to, to lift people up through the process. And I, I'm just thankful to, uh, to, to have this time and space and to hopefully move forward with greater zeal and try to be more of an encouragement um, to my family and, and my, my coworkers and my, my clients and anybody else that comes into contact with me. It's, it's a great opportunity to, to wake up and say, man, I'm glad that I have the chance to breathe, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I appreciate you saying that. That's, that's huge. Um, so Matt, uh, wh- what's the prognosis looking like? What's your next, what, what, what's your timeline now that you're being given in terms of getting I, back up and doing the things you you feel called to do? Yeah. Um, yesterday, all right, like three days ago was my first no, no pain or no, uh, no meds, which was a great day. And, uh, uh, I've got about two more weeks until I can get back to work and it's going to be a little bit of a limited, you know, smaller hours, a little bit. Um, so about two weeks, you know, in total, it'll be almost seven weeks. I think that I was out of work. I haven't worked the entire year so far, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's so great to say that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to getting back to it and, and, uh, I can't, can't wait. I really, it's so funny what you take for granted whenever, I mean, you start recognizing the daily, like the things that drive you absolutely nuts about your family and your kids and all the stuff that literally just like, just drives you crazy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and now I look at those things and I want to remember thing moments like this where I'm so thankful. Cause I know in like 
two years, if I don't have another back issue, like, man, why won't our kids listen or whatever it is. <laughs> and I need to, I need to remember this for mind. And it's important for me to, to be reminded of these moments so that I could say, man, what a blessing to just be able to stand up straight, hug my children, go to work and come home. What yeah. a blessing that yeah, is, right? It what is. A, God, it's freaking unbelievable how, <laughs> how we take it for granted, man. <laughs> uh, I can tell you. Have what? you ever have you ever had a, a moment like this in your life and your body where you said like I I have to recoup for a season? You ever gone through that? Yeah, well, um, you and I haven't talked much lately, but um, I tore my left calf muscle in August. Really? Yeah, uh, and I at playing tennis, the sport I love to play, and I'm actually pretty good at. Um, and I had all dream, all kinds of dreams to play competitively again, and I was just getting back into it, and I totally ripped my laugh, left oh. calf. And so I was down for about two weeks, and then I started PT, and then I was able to get back and play competitively again in October. I played three matches, and then at the beginning of December, I tore my right calf muscle. Are you serious? Same exact thing. Ugh. And I was just about to beat this guy in the tennis match as well, and it was for Federer? our team. Huh? Federer? Federer, yeah. It was, it was, I was Nadal uh, <laughs> in my head. And um, anyway, yeah, it it it. it really sobered me um when that second injury happened i guess i didn't really take it kind of like with you with the first back injury maybe it didn't impact me as much as the second one was like a wake-up call for me um i'm sad you, you, you feel sorry for yourself sure you feel self you know you just you just you want because i want to so desperately be competitive in tennis again um but i kind of have to come to the realization that i might not be able to and that's okay and that's um, okay. Yeah. Which, and it's a season to come to that conclusion, right? I mean, I, one thing that I've, I think I've learned too in this process is, uh, you know, you can, in growth, growth happens over time, right? We, we grow slowly, more often than not. And um, I was recently talking to somebody and they were, they're really young in their career, like kind of where I was whenever I met you. Yeah. And I was like, listen, man, you can grow like a vine if you want, but whenever the season's over, I can come down, I can come over and rip you down off the wall or off whatever you're growing up. Right. Mm-hmm. Why don't you grow like an Oak? Like mm-hmm. a vine's going to take in, in literally three months, a vine's going to take over a wall. Right. And, but you can pull it down in a split second. An Oak takes years to mature and mm-hmm. years to get to where they want to be. But once that Oak is mature, let's you're, you can't, you can't shove it down. You have to rent bulldozer equipment to like get after it. Right. Yeah. And what kind of person do you want to be? What kind of, what kind of employee do you want to be? What kind of father do you want to be? I want to be the oak. And it, I know that, that the process, the mass, you know, the growth process takes time. Yeah. And a lot of times I get impatient, just like, you know, your calf and my back. And, and so recognizing that it's okay to let time go through its process to heal us, you know? Uh, I find it really, really ironic that you brought up like an oak. Because I want to read a scripture for our listeners, because it's uh, it's our it's our verse for this year, uh, Isaiah sixty one, and uh, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting, so they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that they may, that he may be glorified. And that to me 
that visual of oaks of righteousness, not anything more, not a vine uh, that can be torn and pulled away, but an oak that's firmly planted with deep, deep roots takes longer, but it is a planting of the Lord and he may, that he may be glorified. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's man. Good. Hey, what, and what else does it take? It takes, you think about, it takes good soil. Yep. Right. So the surroundings are important. The mm-hmm. people you surround yourself with are important. The environment you find yourself in is important. Uh, all of these things are so important to the success of growth. Yes. True growth. Yes. Real life growth. It's mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. so yep. Uh, and with our doTERRA team, we see each person. Uh, we see our oak of righteousness that we're developing. Um, we have a thing called the genealogy tree. We have, you know, 5,000 people on our team. So we've got. Um, you know, it's called the genealogy tree. So initially, when we saw this vision of the oaks of righteousness, we saw the tree and the people in the tree, like like it's kind of ex- ex- explained to us. But what we realized is the oaks are us standing tall, but the roots are all of the people. They're the one, all the people on our team. It takes everyone uh, on our team. And we call them the great 78 because it takes actually 78 people for us to achieve the goal that we have for ourselves. And so we just saw this whole vision of oaks of righteousness and that's, that's what we want to become. And then we want to help others, uh, formulate their, their lives and, and build their businesses. Um, if they choose to, uh, in that way too. I love it. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Good it's stuff, awesome. man. Um, I had no intention to talk about this. Uh, talk about that, but um, uh, great. Well, you know, you you know, you and I can just kind of dream, and um, so, somehow you're able to do it. I'm just sitting there looking at you, drinking coffee, but you're the one cutting the hair and doing the doing the work. So I don't know how you do it all when you're talking. Well, but. well for what it's worth, I aspire to be just sitting there drinking my coffee. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you don't take yourself short. I know you. I know you do way more than drink coffee. You're the driver in this whole oak That's- system. So yes. Yes. Good. Absolutely. It does take a lot of work. All right. Well, man, um, you're going to be able to listen to this. If you ever forget, you'll be able to listen to this episode of Courage Cast and hopefully remind you of where you were and what you can be thankful for. Um, Man, I appreciate you being vulnerable and and sharing what's really going on in your life. Um, It's an absolute honor, man. Whenever you asked me, I was I was really excited to to share the story and also to to hopefully uh, uh, hopefully somebody gets something out of it. So uh, yeah. that's the good part. Man. How can people um, get in touch with you since you shut down all your social media? <laughs> that's the whole point. They can't suckers. <laughs> uh, no, they can they can email me directly if they if anybody wants to chat. Um, jmattfine at gmail dot com. So j a t t f i n e at gmail. Pretty easy. Now you have a blog too, still right? I do. I don't even. I think it's Matt Fine. I don't know what it is. I, I literally don't even know. I, I'm on I, your email. Like whenever you post a blog post, I get the email. It's a word. It's a word. Pre- Let me look it up. I'm going to look. Come it up. on, Matt. Look it I'm, up. We I'm, can I'm, edit. Good. I'm glad. Let's see. I I'm literally know. So funny. I seriously care about it. All, All right. right. <laughs> yeah. So it turns out it's mattfine.wordpress.com. There's some shenanigan-based stories and some heartfelt stories on that. There's not a lot of them because I don't do them incredibly often, but um, if you want to go check it out, you're more than welcome to. Okay, there it is. And the first (laughs) article is Life Word for 2017. I love it. Yeah, that, man, I would encourage also everybody to find your life word. I had a client, one of my guests, um, 
said that they would put a life word in January over their year. And she was, I think, speaking more spiritual, but I think you can do it across numerous columns of life, financial, physical, intellectual, spiritual, um, a life word in January, and then reevaluate that life word in December and Mm -hmm. see if you were right or not or how it changed. And then it kind of, you know, all starts back the following year. So it's kind of, it's been a fun thing. I'm like six years into that. It's been fun to do. I love the fact, here's what I love about your, your website. I'm looking at it here. Life word for 2017 was your January 1st, 2017 post. I think you had your, then you had your back problems and you haven't been on since focus for 2017 was your post in November of 2016. And then your next uh, earliest p- or late last post was I had back surgery. Here's what I learned. <laughs> yep. October 28th, two- 2015. Oh, so, so maybe it should be consistency. I'm calling you out here, man. <laughs> I'm clearly not trying to develop a huge platform via my, uh, my WordPress, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, it's funny, man. I, I don't love, I'm dyslexic and, and, uh, it takes a good book to invigorate me to want to read. And it's kind of the same way with writing. Yeah. If I could just talk a blog and somebody else would just like tick, 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 for me, that would be awesome. Well, and that's probably- called a podcast. Yeah. But yeah, I just talk into my phone. 90% of my podcasts now are me talking in my phone on, uh, in the car. <laughs> what? I said in your boxers, just like- in my boxers. Yeah, no, because I'm too too lazy to go down into the studio and and get on the microphone. <laughs> I need to do a podcast or a, a podcast. Yeah, a podcast. Actually, there's there's also another uh, app called Rev R E V dot com that I use a lot. You can literally, it's an app for your phone. You talk into it, it can transcribe everything for you, and it literally will put it into a, a blog post format. So. Really, you nice. Don't, yeah, but one of the things I really like about your your actually your posts are actually really thoughtful. Um, you, you can tell that whenever it's almost good that you don't write every day or whatever yeah. because your posts are more special and meaningful when you do post. Sure. So I encourage you with that. Like I love the titles. I locked up my wife, made a coffee table, and changed my alternator. <laughs> like what's that all about? Those real life issues that will teach you about all things. I locked up my wife is a good one. You know, that's yeah, a good one. You should read deeper into that. That was an accident. I literally locked her in our bedroom on yeah. Mother's Day. On oh, Mother's Day. oh, nice. Hours. Oh, that's... It, it ended up being a blessing, but it, you can read about it. There. When is it a blessing when you want lock up your wife for six hours? <laughs> <laughs> it Dude. was a blessing to who is the question you got to ask. Just leave it there. <laughs> um, I, just, I just ran over a squirrel. Here's what I learned. That's a good one. I love it, man. These are great. Thanks, boss. Okay. All right. Matt Fine, everybody. You can find him on mattfine.wordpress.com. You didn't come on here to promote yourself, obviously, but I'm going to I'm gonna promote you and encourage you. I think you're doing amazing stuff. And uh, I'm really, uh, really thankful for you and grateful for you, buddy. Thank you, dude. I really appreciate it. One of my favorite people in life, Matt Fine. All right, friends, that's it for me. I'm Eric Nordoff, and you can talk about it and share about this uh, in the Courageous Community. Just go to uh, facebook.com slash Courageous Community. Um, and uh, also, if you like what we're talking about today, uh, you can um, uh, like us on iTunes. That way, more people find us. And when you do, just email me at eric at courageouscommunity.com, and I'll send you a Courageous Community t-shirt that people really like. And Matt didn't make the t-shirt, but every guest... Even better. Every guest, every guest gets a t-shirt. So you've got a t-shirt coming your way, Matt Fine. Nice. 
Nice. Thank Better, you very much. It looks great with tattoos. I have no doubt. I'll take a picture for it and put it on my blog next year. <laughs> In 2019. <laughs> yeah. All right, bud. Talk to Thanks, you soon. Bro. All right, man. Be good. Take care. 